it is Wednesday, May 13th. Time for another edition of the Daily Come On Now MMA podcast. Um, so, I'm going to start off today talking a little bit about um, Dominic Cruz and Keith Peterson and Cruz's comments about Peterson that he said that um, he smelled like alcohol and cigarettes. Um, while officiating Cruz's fight with Henry Cejudo at UFC 249. So I reached out to the Florida Boxing Commission about Cruz's comments to see if an investigation was opened. I did not hear from them, but judging by what's happening on the, uh, the Wednesday night fight night card, Peterson is refereeing, so that makes me think the uh, commission has faith in his um, in him doing his job correctly and safely and up to the standards that they expect from him. Um, so if I hear back from the uh, commission about an investigation, I will report on that. But it still bothers me that Cruz handled it in this way because it was totally unprofessional. Um, just bringing it up on a on it during an interview um, during a ESPN broadcast that was a total lack of professionalism from Cruz. Herb Dean has come out since then and backed Peterson and say said that he didn't notice anything wrong with Peterson. Um, so. Right now, that's still up in the air, the whole thing. Um, I also reached out to the Association of Boxing Commissions to see if they had a comment on it, on the incident. Um, did not hear back from them. But my questions um, that I'm going to also follow up on uh, about this incident were, you know, does, if Peterson gets selected to referee a, a card that cruises on and ends up can he can he refuse to referee that fight because of the what what Cruz said by the same token um, would it be a surprise if the referees stuck together and all refused to referee a, a Cruz fight? I don't know if they have that option. I'm going to research, research that. Um, but it wouldn't be a surprise to, to, for the referees to send a message um, that says, hey, we don't want to referee this guy's fights uh, because of the comments he made about a fellow referee. And, you know, since referees are often hired on their reputations, if Cruz damage, if Cruz says something negative to to about them, because he doesn't like a stoppage or he doesn't like how things turned out, um, why would they want to to referee a, a a fight from someone they is you know loose cannon who who may besmirch their reputation and cost them future earnings just because he didn't like um, what they what they did, uh, so. There's a that's a, a lot to unpack there, and there's also the question now if Cruz doesn't file anything with the commission, um, 
will a another commission grill him before licensing him? Um, because if if he is just thrown out unfounded accusations like that, um, he deserves to be grilled, and the the a commission a strong commission might might drag him over the coals for that. Um, it, I think they should drag him over the coals for that because that could also make the commission look bad if if a fighter comes out and and blasts a referee and then doesn't follow up on it with the commission itself or with the UFC. So there's a lot going on there. I'm going to try and dig a little deeper and get some answers to all this. Maybe talk to some specific commissions and see what their thoughts are of a scenario like this. It doesn't have specifically to be Cruz's incident, but I mean, this is this is something that I think it's getting glossed over, but it's something that should be taken seriously because, like I said, these referees are hired largely on their reputations, and someone's reputation can be damaged by an accusation um, such as what Cruz offered. So, uh, something to uh, something to keep an eye on for sure, and I'll I'll report back with uh, what I find if I find anything. So Marvin Vittori was supposed to fight Carl Robertson tonight on the uh, fight night card. That got that fight got scratched when Robertson had to be hospitalized um, for his weight cut, and he weighed in at one eighty seven point five. But anyway, the fight was scratched, and Vittori, let's say he did not handle it well. Um, he got uh, especially heated um, in the hotel, and it got caught on video. And more or less, it it appears that he tried to, um, or was willing, at least willing to, fight Robertson right then and there. Um, he had to be restrained, and it just was not not a good look for uh, the Tory. Um, I understand that he was frustrated and angry, but these are, you know, it's a pro you're a professional athlete. This isn't, you know, the uh, high school hallway where you can where you where you can do these things. Um, so it it was not a good look for Vittori, not a good look for the UFC. Um, just all around ugliness and. I doubt anything will happen, but it wasn't wasn't good overall. And also, if you if you watch the video, which is floating around pretty much everywhere, take a look at the uh, the safety protocol that's not being observed by many of the people. Um, you have masks being worn incorrectly, no social distancing. It's just uh, it doesn't make me. I'm confident that the UFC is following its um, its own health and safety plan, which well, which it released, well, it didn't release, but which it's sharing with um, the Florida Commission and other commissions. Uh, I'm I'm doing some writing on that now for Bloody Elbow, 
Um, the UFC really did not follow a, a, a lot of its own statements in that health and safety protocol. The way it's written, it's written very well, and if it was followed to a T, it would be a very good safety protocol. However, um, it was not followed to a T, and so it's it's not worth much if you're not if you're going to write it but not follow it. And so that's what I'm going to focus on um, for my next couple stories for Bloody Elbow. Uh, but I can say now that what I what I what I've seen in these two fight cards that have gone down in Jacksonville is that what is written in the safety and health plan is not what is being done for a large part. And uh, Dana White said the UFC would get better today and then better again on Saturday in in relation to that health and safety plan. I didn't see any improvement. Um, today, but there was not a lot of videos from the hotel and, and things like that. However, the weigh-in was the same. There was a lot of Dana White, no masks, no social distancing, bumping fifths with the fighters. Uh, so that's a, that's a no-go. There was not supposed to be in-cage interviews. Those happened. Uh, the commentators were not supposed to be seated cage side. They were, even though they were at separate tables. The uh, the the plan, the way it's written, was not for them to be cage side. I mean, directly cage side. So just a lot, a lot, a lot going on that was not followed. And like I said, I'll have a two stories on Bloody Elbow on that coming um, in the next. The first one should be out by the end of the week, and the next one should be out next week. And um, just to look at the health and safety plan overall. So the UFC was supposed to hold a fight on May 23rd, a fight card on May 23rd. That got moved back to May 30th. And let me just look here now how many fights are on that event So it looks like there's only four fights that have been announced for that um, event for May 30th. And again, this was supposed to happen on May 23rd. And so what this leads me to believe is there's some kind of disconnect going on here. Dana White has said that these fighters want to come back. And they want to compete. Um, even though we're, in, we're still in, in the midst of a pandemic. Um, but if you can't, get a full fight card booked with a week or two weeks that leads me to believe that maybe there's the, the disconnect between what the fighters are willing to do and what the UFC wants to do. So the UFC wants to get back to its regular schedule but you're not giving these guys and gals an ample time to um, prepare for the events they're not getting full camps it's just uh again there's a pandemic going on so there's the worry of that and i just see that it seems to me that the ufc wants these events more than the 
fighters want them right now. Otherwise, you would just be booking fight after fight after fight, and you'd have no problem filling a fight card for two weeks, two weeks' time. But obviously, that's not what's happening. Um, and that leads me to believe that the, the, the real reason the UFC rushed back wasn't to get back to normalcy, wasn't to give these fighters pay, let them earn a living. It was to support Endeavor and put money in Endeavor's coffers. Because we know that Endeavor's having problems right now. Um, they have to get a, they had to get a loan. Um, they have no real income and no hope of any real income outside of the UFC and whatever the I think the PBR is still doing things. And so watching how this is developing and how the fight cards are not filling up, um, it seems to be more focused on getting anything they can to prop up Endeavor as best they can. I might be wrong. There might be another reason they're struggling for the, to fill these cards. But um, if the May 23rd or 30th card only has four fights on it, and also no one knows where it's going to take place yet, that's not a good sign. Um, let's look here at UFC 250. Again, one, two, three, five, five fights announced. And that's supposed to pl take place on... Um, June 6th so things are not looking good as far as filling fight cards and again there's got to be a reason for that and I think the reason is that the pandemic is somewhat affecting this because they're not get fighters can't get good camps um, they don't know where they're gonna fight and you know maybe there's a little reluctance for the travel so it's not not good it's not ideal and it it's worrying um, from a fan perspective and as you know are, are we going to get good cards um, and you know stacked cards which was kind of what everyone thought was going to happen when when the UFC got back to cooking but it does not seem like that's going to be the case because a uh, big picture um, if you're looking at this this card that's Wednesday night and the Saturday there's not a lot of uh, not a lot of big name fighters on these on these events. UFC two forty nine was 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 pretty stacked card, but it fell off big time for these next two Jacksonville cards. So it's a concerning development uh, and it's definitely something to keep an eye on and how this is gonna play out, at least until the fighters feel comfortable with the health and safety plan and then know where these events are going to take place, and they can maybe get some normal training in before the event. So, uh, yeah, a lot of concerns here. A lot of concerns. I'm going to wrap up tonight with some talk about the main event, um, Wednesday's UFC on ESPN Plus card. Um, Anthony Smith looked pretty good early, but that changed fairly quickly. And then Glover Teixeira really took over and really put it on him from the end of the third until the fight was stopped early in the fifth. Um, the Smith's corner really did him no favors. They should have thrown in the towel at some point. 
Um, after I'm go- what I'm going to assume are at least two 10-8 rounds and his energy depleting depleted, Smith was not going to come back um, to win this fight by a knockout or a submission. He just didn't have it in him. Uh, his corner should have seen that, and they should have saved him a lot of damage, but they didn't. And Michael Bisping addressed this on the post-fight show, and he said that the MMA really needs to catch up with boxing when it comes to stopping fights. Uh, I agree with that. I don't know why the culture of MMA is stuck with this um, idea that, you know, you always want to give a fighter a chance to go out on his shield. Uh, There's always a chance that the fighter is going to come back and score a a Hail Mary knockout or or submission, but it's very unlikely. It happens, but it's rare. Um, It was not going to happen tonight. when Smith went to his corner in the fifth, before the fifth round and said that his teeth were falling out, that should have been a sign that things were, uh, that it was a wrap for him. But they sent him back out there and he got finished. So, yeah, um, the corner did him, did him no favors, none at all. And I know if you question these folks, they'll stick together. That's kind of what fighters in their camps do. But they really let Smith down tonight, um, and I, I, it was just not a good, not a good thing to, not a good thing to, to watch. Um, but yeah, let's talk a little bit then about the uh, the MMA culture. Throw the talent. Um, I mean, Nick Diaz uh, said one time. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but. He threw the talent late. I think it was in a fight when when Nate was his brother Nate was fighting, and uh, it was more or less said that he didn't want to watch him get beat up anymore. So that's why he threw the towel. Um, and maybe there's a little more trust between two two brothers who've grown up in the fight game together, probably. Uh, but that doesn't mean that you have to sit there and watch a guy get abused um, just because of some kind of uh, thinking that it, that's you want to let him go out on his shield. That thinking has to change. Um, maybe maybe that comes from the commissions and the and the promotions where they you know tell the tell the the corners, you know, don't be reluctant to throw in the towel if you see things aren't going to turn around. Because you're really saving the fighter from, honestly, some from lasting damage. We know what the end result of uh, blow, repeated blows to the head are. We know it's not good. So why do we want to let the fighters accumulate damage they they don't have to so maybe that's something the promotions you know really start to look at and really start to uh, clamp down on and really start to engage more and you know let the corners know there's nothing to be ashamed of there's nothing to be there's no reason not to stop a fight when it's out of out of control 
So that that could be a, a change in culture um, we, that we really need. Now, I, I can't blame Jason Herzog for not stopping it earlier because Smith was doing what he needed to do to stay in the fight. He kept moving. He offered defense. He did when when Herzog told him, you know, keep moving. He did. He was he was doing enough to keep the referee from stopping the fight. But that doesn't mean the corner is obligated to let him continue on like that. Um, so I like I said, very disappointing um, performance by Anthony Smith's corner. Uh, outstanding performance by Glover Teixeira. Um, he really looked good. Um, it's his fourth fight, fourth win in a row. And at his age, um, he's 40, I believe. Yeah, he's still in the game in the light heavyweight division. Um, so, and that is his fourth. I'm sorry, that is his third finish in those four fights. He had a split decision with Krylov in September. But... Excellent, excellent fight by him. Um, impressive, and he'll definitely move up from the number eight ranking um, in the in the light heavyweight division. So good for him to, for for sticking around in the top um, fifteen, top ten for how long he has done so. Um, and uh, that's all I have right now. I'll be back tomorrow with more. And. Uh, We'll see what happens. Until then, stay safe.